This morning we'll um, continue our exploration of the spectrum of awareness. And we'll be moving into um, further expanding into this um, flexible awareness. And we'll be looking at what's called choiceless awareness, or we'll be practicing with it rather. And just to again say that if you're finding the focused awareness, staying with your anchor, staying with your breath, to be really supportive, then you can stay with that practice. Don't feel like you have to just jump to this one. Or if you've been finding that investigative awareness very supportive and helpful, then by all means you can stay with that as well. So I'll be offering or introducing a new uh, approach as we kind of move along the spectrum of awareness. But remember that you get to decide what feels most supportive for your practice in any given moment. <clears throat> the other thing that I'll say, um, just about this at the outset before we practice, <clears throat> is that, um, for myself at least, the choiceless awareness is one of those times when uh, a lot less doing showed up. So I just uh, offer that uh, as we um, try this practice today to remember that it's, it's like with each of these we're, we're relaxing more of the doing and it's more of the being that's coming through. And so for me, choiceless awareness was one of those times in my practice where I really got that sense of being rather than me doing practice or me uh, you know, trying to pay attention or even the sense of like, I'm a meditator meditating. And so just be open to that. And this may not make sense to you and it may be, I'm not quite sure what he's pointing at, but that's okay. But just be open and available to this idea of kind of relaxing the doing muscle and letting your beingness be more in the foreground. So with that, I'd like you to find a comfortable enough posture for your body. So there may be some aches and pains and groans. And seeing if you can check in with your body first and foremost. Make any small adjustments you might need to come into an easeful enough posture, something that feels supportive to you. And it may be different. You know, each time I sit down, it's slightly different. And then we can start by taking a few slightly deeper inhales and exhales. And with each exhale, you might just hold that intention of letting go of the doing. So that exhale is a natural resting, a letting go. Now taking a few moments to really settle into your body, settle into the posture that you've chosen. If you're seated on the floor, if you're on a chair, standing, whatever posture, just to make sure that you're not hovering, that subtle sense of kind of energetic hovering above the body. Allow your mind to rest in the body and the body to rest on the chair or the cushion. So really sink down, settle down, find your version of ground.
And now with this settledness to whatever degree it's here, go ahead and begin to practice with focused awareness for a few minutes, just to help gather the mind, bring the attention together, collect it. So you can practice with your breath, or you can practice with your anchor, Now you might notice that there are a whole set of other experiences that are happening kind of in the background. So even as you're resting with your anchor or your breath, have that sense of all this other activity that's kind of happening in the background. So now giving yourself some permission to become open and curious to this other experience. And what I'll do is I'll guide you through a whole set of these different experiences and then we'll just open up to it all at the end and let the experience choose your attention rather than you choosing the object of your attention. So to start, allow yourself to just become curious and open to that dimension of feeling or emotion. 
So you're not digging or looking for anything. You're just allowing your attention to become curious about that. So you're actually releasing your anchor or releasing the breath, letting it be in the background and in the foreground, becoming interested and curious in this direct, immediate, felt sense way. Is there any emotion or feeling, any mood that's present right now? And then from noticing feeling, mood, and emotion, we're going to shift our attention again, this time shifting it to just noticing the mind and if there are thoughts. And remember that you can use that simple technique of labeling, that inner silent whisper in the mind that says thinking, thinking, or planning, or judging. And you just have 5% of your attention with that note to help you not get stuck or caught by the thoughts. And 95% of your attention with the direct observing, the felt sense of what it's like to be thinking. And you might notice that you can be aware of thinking even as you're thinking. So now just becoming curious about thought. Again, a reminder, it's not so much a doing, it's more a being. It's like you're opening up that lens of the camera that Diana talked about. It's wide, wide open. Not quite fully panoramic, but much more open. If you get lost in thoughts, remember that you can come back to just something physical. Feel your hands touching, your feet touching, feel your body resting on the chair, just to ground yourself. And then you can again open up to thoughts. They might disappear, they might increase. Okay, so now we can take a slightly deeper in-breath. The out-breath, again, just rest, not doing anything, let go of that efforting, that trying. Now we'll shift our attention once again. This time I want you to switch to seeing. And if your eyes are closed, I'd invite you to just gently open your eyes a little bit. And just be aware of seeing happening.
So just notice seeing, seeing's happening. Taking this relaxed and open attention, not doing anything. Just resting back and seeing, seeing. Again, if you get confused, you can go back to your anchor, rest. So now you can switch from seeing. We're going to go to hearing if you're able to hear. If you're deaf, then please stay with seeing or perhaps stay with your anchor. And if you're hearing, if you're able to hear, then you're welcome to close your eyes again if you'd like. Otherwise, keep them open, whatever feels supportive. And then as you rest with hearing or rest with seeing, just let the sounds come to you. Not going out to find the sounds, just noticing sounds, noticing silence, space between sounds. Now shifting from hearing, we'll move the attention again, this time for a moment to the other senses. I'll bring two of them in together. So the sense of taste, sense of smell. And just be aware of any tastes or smells. And they might be really subtle. be a dryness in the mouth or a wetness or a warmth or a coolness in the nose with a certain waft of a smell. Now shifting our attention from taste and smell. Just noticing the body. What are the different body sensations? These dance and play of sensations. See if you can feel the aliveness of your body, all these different sensations coming and going, changing, moment to moment. Again, not a focusing on, but a being aware of this flow of the changing experience.
So now having done this kind of movement through all these different ways of knowing different experience, try letting yourself just be open to whatever experience, whatever object calls your attention. So you can let go of any particular anchor or any particular base, the body, thoughts, emotions, seeing, hearing, tasting, smelling, and just let your attention go to whatever calls your attention. So in one moment it might be a sensation, next moment you might be noticing a thought. Then that thought triggers a body sensation, and so then you're noticing a body sensation. So let your uh, practice just be choiceless in that you don't choose the objects, but the objects come to you, and that's what draws your attention. But there is a seamless flow of the attention, just knowing experience, coming and going, changing, thoughts, emotions, body sensations, sounds, sights, smells, tastes. Nothing to do. Just being aware of life unfolding. It's a river of experience. Now I'll be silent for a while so we can practice this together. And remember that if you get confused or it feels like you get kind of lost or overwhelmed, then come back to your anchor, come back to your breath, establish that sense of gatheredness, and then you can open up again.
now I'll offer a few final reminders. Check in and see how much effort you're using. Are you trying to follow all of these different objects, all of these different experiences? Or are you resting back and letting life flow so that at one moment it's sounds, sights, and it's the breath, and it's a thought. So it's not that you're trying to track everything. You're resting back and letting life flow the way it normally does. But you're being aware of that flow, that changing nature. And if you feel at times like you're really striving or trying or efforting, then use that simple technique of taking slightly deeper inhale. And then with the exhale, really emphasize the release of the exhale. Soften the body, settle back. The other reminder is that if you get lost or confused or you feel like it's too um, diffuse, it's almost like mist-like and you're not, you don't feel like you can maintain your attention, then give yourself a little bit more physicality. Feel the body, feel touch points. Give yourself something a bit more concrete to notice. And then from that concreteness, you can open up again, opening up that lens of your awareness. And just noticing what calls your attention. So that's why it's called choiceless. The objects are actually choosing you rather than you choosing the objects. And the last reminder is remember, give yourself permission to play. Permission to try and take different approaches that are creative and playful as you explore. This is a really rich terrain of awareness. As I said, for me, it was a direct doorway into being. Help me relax some of my doing habits. then finally remember that you can't do this wrong. Because everything that you're trying, you're learning. And that's part of developing your skill. have some time for questions and I might start just by inviting anybody who hasn't asked a question in the hall yet maybe if you've been kind of waiting or sitting back or not quite sure if um, 
you want to ask a question, I'd invite you to ask a question. Or share your experience. Doesn't have to be a question. It could just be a sharing of your experience. Um, thank you for that. That really resonated with me, and it feels really connected to presence. Um, I'm curious about this method versus focused awareness, the other ones we've been trying. If there's times that you would encourage us to do certain ones, or if we find one that works for us to just stick with that? Yeah. Um, so the first thing I'll say is that um, there's a reason why we sequenced it this way uh, for the purposes of the retreat, which is that the focused awareness gives us a kind of a gatheredness and a collectedness of attention. And then we moved into that investigative awareness, which allowed that kind of early bit of just releasing the anchor seeing something, staying with it, and then coming back. And then now we're releasing that, that even more. So for many of you, you may have this feeling of, whoa, this is, this is really rich. And it's because it's flowing from the momentum of all the practice you've been doing, right? And so some of you may have tried this in daily life, and it, but it's not at the same level that it is right now because of all the uh, effort and... Um, I mean effort in terms of kind of showing up that you put in, not in a doing, but in a showing up, just consistently being here and practicing. So if that's the case, if you found that this really resonated with you, then allow yourself to really um, spend time with this particular practice. So throughout the rest of today, you can practice this. Um, you can even do this in the walking. So uh, let me just say a little bit about that. What you do in the walking is before we were having you constantly notice the contact and giving you a grounding point, you can similarly open up in the walking and just be aware of the arising and passing of experiences as you're walking. And again, it's that kind of continuity of the awareness. It's the flow of life that you're just attuned to. And you can maintain that kind of seamlessly between the sitting and the walking. And for me, it's a really interesting area of exploration. So outside of retreat, we'll talk more about this, but I'll just say a little brief bit. I tend to think about practice as being context sensitive. So if I know that in my life right now there's a lot going on and I'm having to use my planning mind a lot or there's a lot of activity, then I might want to emphasize the focused awareness just to give myself a sense of ground because that's what's needed to balance out all of the other activity that's going on in my life. At other times, I may be throughout the day and I'm going from, let's say, you know, one place uh, on campus where I work to another place and there's nothing that's requiring my active attention so in that context I can just release and open up and practice more of this choiceless awareness so I think about practice as being context sensitive you know what's supportive in one context is going to change as the context shifts yeah absolutely just to add briefly um, your practice also is in some ways it's like doing its own thing there's an organic quality to it in, in that it may feel right in the moment like 
I need to stay with my breath. Or you may find that you're just naturally noticing lots of things and then you go with it. So if it, if it, we, we're, um, we're paying attention to our own, the development of our practice itself and, and going with it. And that's why we wanted to give you all these different opportunities because, because you, you see like, oh, this is what's happening now, or this is what's needed now. Now I'm doing focused awareness. Oh, my mind is really open. I'm going to stay here. It feels really live for me. It's what's naturally arising, so I'm going to stay with it. So you can play with it today with the, the spectrum. We still have one more stop on the spectrum, but that'll be this afternoon. Um, but it, this gives you more, like a bigger field to play in. Um, I think this was my favorite one so far that we've got to do because I, I don't I don't have to think so hard and try so hard. I just kind of let things flow, and um, I just feel really appreciative of this last session, just because I've been grappling with a decision that I have to make by mid July for months. Like I've been grappling with this for months and months and months. Like what do I do? What do I do about this situation? I've been praying about it every day. Um, and it's weird, but in this specific meditation where I just let everything kind of just flow, the answer came to me. And I just feel so much relief to that right now. So I just really wanted to share that reflection because it was just a really cool experience I just had. <laughs> Thank you. And celebrate that. Yeah. So um, is it okay for me to ask? Yes, please. Um, so you talk about awareness in this room differently than the world outside of this room talks about awareness. So I wonder, I never hear you refer to your awareness and my awareness. Is there a reason I don't hear that? Because my awareness Maybe it's what I'm aware of, I'm not sure, is different than your awareness. And you're kind of implying that we're all in this sea of awareness that's exactly the same Mm -hmm. for you and me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's a really good question, so thank you for asking it. I'll share my understanding and see if my colleagues have anything else to add. Uh, I'm not suggesting that your experience is the same as my experience. In fact, I know that that's not the case, which is that your life and your experiences and conditioning and all of that is going to be unique, and it's unique for every single person in this room. Uh, But what, to the best of my abilities, I'm doing is I'm trying to highlight that there is this felt sense subjective quality to experience that is an innate capacity of having consciousness. It's innate a capacity of being alive. And so that the objects of that consciousness are going to be dependent on all of the factors of that particular life form. But the quality or the subjective felt sense of knowing is something that can be pointed to that's not emphasized in the outside world. In fact, I would suggest, and you can see if this is true, so much of the world is wrapped up in the content. And what we're suggesting here is be much more interested in the process of knowing itself, in the qualities of knowing, in the felt sense of knowing itself. 
and that that is a rich doorway back to something uh, that points to this kind of, um, if I'm being very provocative, a birthright of every human being. Um, so that's what's being suggested. Thank you. I, I really want to share appreciation for your teaching because without knowing what I was doing, I've tried that before and it didn't work for me the way that I wanted it to because I found myself questioning if I was doing it right. And the progression really, really made it work. I've been struggling with pain between my shoulders and have to shift physically around during the sits and, and you know, saying, well, did I, did I break my focus? And, and there's something about um, this, the, the, the flexibility of this type of awareness that made that okay the idea of, um, I heard it as kind of thinking about the thinking, release some of the thinking, and it just, I mean, just from my heart, thank you. Thank you. So we have time for a few more, I think. Hi there. Hi. Um, so with the choiceless uh, focus, you had mentioned that if, you f if you're starting to feel a little lost or a little misty, that you could return, say, to your body with feet on, feet on the ground. Um, does that also apply for if you get stuck? Say you notice a sound, and um, there have been a lot of pleasant sounds in our hall, including the wind and the birds, and there's some that, at least for me, maybe aren't as pleasant. Um, and if you get stuck there, and you can't let go of that, is that a time then to return back to, not to your anchor, I guess, but to just ground yourself physically? Um, I would take it as a place of curiosity. So I'd be really interested in that experience of what is it like, I can use a, again, bear with me, because I'm very, I use natural images from the world. So you can think of like, you know how a raptor, it like grabs something, and it like holds it in its talons, that kind of quality of being wrapped with an experience. Um, what, uh, w what at least I'm pointing to here is notice when that happens. Notice when it's like we're fixated on something. We're totally stuck with the content of the experience and be really curious around that. So there's a richness in being able to see when we're stuck with something. So we don't want to move too quickly from it. But also at the same time, uh, you can you can come back to, if you know that you're stuck and you're like, well, I'm not quite sure what to do with this. I'm confused. I don't know what to do. Then you can come back and find a different place, like an anchor, or you can shift to a different sense. And that can loosen up some of that fixation. Yeah. Yeah. And actually, just to use the model, what might happen is you just go to the investigative awareness. So you just sort of let go of the choiceless, and now I'm over here and then investigate it, feel it, sense it, the tightening, and then you can work with it as Alex is saying. But you see, this is a great example of how we kind of naturally and organically move between them. That's very helpful. Thank you. Uh, yeah, two more. Yeah, we'll, take, we'll take two more questions. So the choiceless awareness felt a lot to me like monkey mind. Mm. Uh -huh. um, and I feel really anxious. Uh-huh. And 
was like my mind just kept going. Sound over here, sound over here, feeling over here, like. Yeah. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, absolutely. And actually, as I talk, um, I'll practice with you so we can do this together. So um, sometimes it can be this way that when we open up, it's just like it's too much. It's there's so much going on. So in those moments really emphasizing a quality of what feels supportive, what feels like there is a place to rest. And so sometimes that openness is too much. So see if you can find a place where you feel a little bit of gatheredness. You feel your version of ground, whatever that is for you, right? So even as I'm talking with you, I'm finding my own ground in my own being. Similarly, seeing if you can find your version of ground. So what I'm interested in is the quality of rest. I'm not interested in, you know, the particular, are you wide open or the rest of it. I'm more interested in that quality of support and rest. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, and you don't have to do it. So if, if your experience is it's too much, full permission. This is where you're your own best teacher. You now know these skills and you can say, this doesn't really feel supportive for me. So then you don't do it. Use the other practices. Yeah. Does that help? Yeah. And again, if a lot comes up, please make sure you check in with us in the group meetings or leave us a note. So we're always, we're here to support you. So I, I mean, it can sometimes feel like, um, just to name this, because I felt this before, it can feel like uh, if you have that sense of I'm alone and I feel like I'm carrying you know, the world with me, that's a time where it is skillful to you know, sign up for something or write a note. And I'm not saying this in response to this question. I'm just saying this to the hall in general. So just to be clear about that. Question up here? Or was there another? I'm sorry, was Victoria walking around as well? Is there one more over here? No, okay. I just want to make sure if someone hasn't, I've already asked a question, so. Okay, so yeah, thank you. Let's pause and see. Is there anybody that has uh, not asked that's still kind of sitting on the fence about, uh, should I, maybe I shouldn't, and I invite you to move into the space to ask. Ah, here. Thank you for naming that. I've been practicing meditation for a long time, and my goal has always been to keep my mind quiet, to help me, help me go through life, really. That's been my practice. When I'm under pressure, I have a lot of heavy thoughts, sad thoughts. That's been my work to try to let these things go, help me calm myself. I start looking at thoughts and I seem to have the same thoughts and I try to face them and then it feels like they get worse. Same thoughts that make me sad, that make me really uncomfortable, anxious. I'm not sure how this helps me or how I can get some help. Yeah. Um... So in my own experience, um, I had to work through a lot of very painful um, emotional uh, as well as physical experiences. And what I learned um, kind of through my direct experience is that 
I, without even knowing it in my practice, had kind of a, a bracing against the experience. It was sort of a contraction or a bracing against that which I was knowing. And there was also some fear around it. So I was afraid of some of the experience. And so what I needed to learn in my own way was to trust the capacity of my awareness. To trust that awareness, and I mean my heart and my mind and my body, could actually in time hold all of that experience. And it wasn't defined by the content of the experience. And it wasn't a conceptual kind of thing. It was just a, let me try a bit and then rest. Try a bit and then rest. And so that repetition of being able to give myself permission to try and rest allowed me to deeply trust my, my own heart and mind and my body, this capacity of awareness to, to know and to remain okay in the midst of even the strongest of storms. I often uh, try to, um, I'm, I'm sorry, could, could you back up again, I'm sorry. Oh, I do try to create positive images for myself. It helps me feel better. But it, but it doesn't really um, help with the flow. I, I, it doesn't help really to, con- oh, it doesn't, it doesn't create a, s- oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I um, so the positive images are things like the ocean or something flowing that helps me feel better um, rather than looking at my thoughts which are so patterned and yeah. so painful so my cat just passed away and that is coming up a lot um, and, and so I say again and again to my cat I love you you know, I, I'm letting you live in pe- be in peace now. I'm letting you be. But the cat comes again and again and again. And it's a struggle for me. I, I'm letting go. I'm loving. It's coming back. Yeah. That, that sense of my cat. And I think, well, maybe it's just better for me to just keep the mind quiet. But then it becomes a little boring. <laughs> <You know? laughs> no thoughts coming up again and again. That gets a little quiet. <laughs> yeah. So you, I, I like the encouragement to have a curious mind, right? I feel like Curious George, though, <laughs> right? I get into trouble every time. You know how yes. those stories end. I'm trying not to get in trouble with my thoughts. <laughs> yes. Yes. Um. So I'll share something and I'll pause and just see if uh, my colleagues have anything to add. Um, I'm going to go a little bit further than, um, so we'll see how they respond. Um, Sometimes in my practice when um, experiences like this would come up, the loss of uh, a loved one or loss of uh, someone or being that I care about, there was something that I needed to know. It was almost like that being was reminding me of some quality that I might have forgotten of in, my, in myself. And so it was only that I recognized or remembered something about uh, my time with that being that then that allowed it to dissipate, that that allowed a kind of a settling with it. So either of these, there's so many ways that we could practice with this. We could just be still and be with the breath 
and be focused and just sort of not open up to that expansive. But you might also just check, is there some reminder that's being offered, that's being reflected back from that being, that's pointing to something in your own heart and mind? And that when we acknowledge that, that being almost says, thank you. Which is in the story last night why I shared the example of Boy the Cat. Thank you. So we have from the open spaciousness now to the mundane announcements. <laughs> so bear with me a little bit. And again, you know, we're in the heart of the retreat. So that's my first announcement. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.